1: It's so normal and natural because, I mean, really, what the fuck else are you going to do? I couldn't tell you. I I have no fucking clue. So that reaction is so natural and normal. What the fuck else am I gonna do? I don't know, but fuck around and find out. And I don't wanna give people horrible advice and be like, blow up your life and quit your job and just, you know, do things that are totally unreasonable because anyone who's making big strides and making changes, they're not taking the safe route. And I don't wanna give people bad advice and be like, go do things that aren't safe, but just know that on the other side, you're gonna be okay. You're gonna be okay no matter what. More personal.
2: You've arrived at your destination.
0: I think one of the number one questions I get is like, how do you do what you do? Like, how do you show up? How do you share online? How do you share on the podcast space? I feel like there's this misconception that people who are in this space, specifically in long form content and podcasting that like we kind of have it all figured out and like we have this expertise to share with somebody when in reality, that is just, Bullshit. It's so untrue. The reason for this is because we are allowed to show up even when we are imperfect. And I think that is what pulls people to skinny dipping and also eighty twenty. our beautiful guest today that you're going to hear. And it's because it's interesting. It makes people feel less alone when they realize, like, this person showed up when they're not 100%. They're not fully healed. They're not at this epitome of success. But still, we can give insight. We can give advice from our own personal experience. And this guest does so, so... Fucking beautifully. The reason I really wanted to have her on, she's an amazing podcaster. She knows what she's doing even if she doesn't know what she's doing. And it is so evident that she has so much knowledge and wisdom and experience to share. Even if she doesn't believe it all the time, like I 100% believe in her and I'm so grateful to have her on the show today. Guys, Lily Rico is the head of 8020 the podcast. She is the visionary, the mind behind it. She's absolutely killing it. I mean, so many of you have probably listened to her podcast. She's killing it. She's charting. She's doing everything right. And this is only the beginning for her and i'm so grateful to have this podcast crossover today with 8020 and skinny dipping soul in progress fam welcome in lily hello beautiful
1: hi oh my gosh i'm gonna cry thank you so much for this sweet intro you're the best
0: we've been chatting on text and just like being friends on social media for a couple months now but then yesterday we hopped on a call and i was like wow like I really vibe with this girl and I really just see you for who you are and really respect you for who you are. And I'm so grateful to have you on. And, you know, I didn't really write an intro that was like right off the top of the head because it's really authentic and genuine to how I feel about you. I think you're brilliant. I think what you're doing is brilliant. I think your podcast is amazing. I think you're changing lives and I'm so grateful to have you on today. How are you candidly
1: feeling today? Dive in with us candidly feeling today. Okay, it's so rainy and gloomy. I'm such a weather person. I mean, we were on the phone last night and I was like, oh my gosh, it's torrential down part. I like ran inside. And ever since yesterday, I've just been feeling like, I don't want to say like a gray cloud, but just a little moody, you know? But we hopped on the recording probably like 15 minutes ago. We chatted for a little bit and you just really boosted my mood. Like talking to you is just so fun and you are just such a little ray of sunshine. So I'm just so happy to chat with you and I feel like I'm on the up and up now. So I'm like, all in all here ready to just have a good time today Mm,
0: i love this visual that i saw on instagram it was like a drawing that somebody did and it was this little like star and then this like star that like really wasn't feeling very shiny and then the other star like goes and like gives the star some of their light and i think that is just such a testament to what we can do for each other because i know on days where i'm feeling really low sometimes i just need to call one of my friends that i know is going to kind of boost my mood and almost like let me borrow some of their energy for a second because you know like 100% I felt like low and just like not as energized all the time like that's like the beautiful part of coming here and having these conversations is like we have the ability to kind of step into a new world almost you know what I mean we're in our own little oh, world
1: right now absolutely yeah and I love it it's just like our own little like skinny dipping eighty twenty world and I'm exactly the same way I phoned a friend last night that I hadn't talked to in a little bit the conversation just like lit me up it was so so good And I love that analogy of like just borrowing a little bit of someone's energy in a good way, obviously.
0: Yeah. Not in like a vampire way, but like in like a light, like when you have sparklers on New Year's Mm -hmm. and one person lights theirs and then you like touch the sparklers to each other. It's just like the butterfly effect of sharing light with other people. It fills me up to like fill somebody else up. It like fills me up, but I really want to dive in. And I think, you know, if you haven't been feeling a hundred percent, I feel like there's a reason like things are coming up to heal deeper. And I think that's the space that we're supposed to be in today. Like I would rather us be authentic and fucking real about the shit that we're going through than like sitting up here and being like everything's fine so i feel like really sit into that and whatever comes up for you today i mean it's therapy on this mic so skinny dippers it's lily
1: and kayla and who's ready to strip down and dive in
0: fuck yes I'm so excited to have you on. We're going to dive right into the nitty-gritty, guys. No time for small talk, only time for big talk. If you've listened to my podcast before, you know I have this segment with my guest that I call Own Your Shit, and it's basically we own our shit and what we're going through because... Everyone thinks we have it figured out, especially if when we're on these mics and having these conversations,
1: but we don't. I definitely don't. I don't. I do not have my shit together in the slightest.
0: No, me neither. So the question that I have for you is what pattern or emotion or feeling or experience are you trying to heal from? But the pattern just like keeps coming back in different situations or different experiences and and different forms. And it's coming up to heal deeper, but it's like, damn. When is this shit gonna heal?
1: Yeah. So I think for me something that is continually coming up is confidence or lack thereof. And I opened up to a friend the other day about this that I never had before, so this is kind of brand new for me to kind of, I don't want to say like take public, but just talk about. I've always been the type of person that comes off very confident. Like I can easily hold a conversation. I am, you know, sure of myself in my capabilities, but recently I was kind of placed in a situation that knocked me down a lot of pegs. And I think facing that situation, I learned a lot and I'm kind of coming up on... I wouldn't say totally the other side of it, but... I'm, you know, continuing my healing journey. It's always a process. The thing that I opened up to the friend about was how I come off as really confident, but in reality, I don't feel that confident. Like I look in the mirror and I'm like, who is she? I kind of got to this point where I was like, I don't even recognize myself. Like I'm looking at this person and the reflection doesn't match me, you know, or it doesn't match the version of me that I hope to be. And so that has been a huge, huge thing that's been coming up for me recently. Damn.
0: I'm going to give you like snaps for owning your shit because I just remember in the beginning of my therapy journey, I went to my therapist and I went because I had like anger issues. Like I would like have outbursts with my partner and I was like, I got to change this. I got to shift this. And I went in thinking I was going to heal that anger only to realize that underneath that anger was anxiety and underneath that anxiety was really not feeling good enough and i remember the first time my therapist looked at me and she was like taylor like i don't know if you feel like you are worthy or good enough and i looked at her and i was mm-hmm. like i like myself and i was like literally had this false and fake confidence that i could put on because i was extroverted and i had this ability to fake that confidence which you know is really handy as you know sometimes because you need to show yeah. up in your relationships or the workplace and i remember the first time that I began to acknowledge like maybe this confidence that I'm feeling isn't real because if it was real it would come from the inside out and for me it was coming from my creations it was coming from my productivity it was coming from validation from other people and that's how you know that when you're getting your confidence from validation of others and from your productivity equaling your worth then you know Mm -hmm. that confidence isn't actually real and I remember like that just hitting me so hard and like how is that for you to almost admit to yourself that you don't feel the confident version of yourself that you wish you were like how does that feel right now
1: oh it's humbling and it's almost freeing i've always been told "Well, just fake it till you make it just fake your confidence until you feel confident just fake the fact that you love yourself until you love yourself and i kind of got to this point the other day where i was like well then when the fuck am i gonna make it if i just keep faking it then i'm just lying to myself so it's like when am i gonna get the real deal if we're just faking it, then how do you actually learn to do it? Totally. And so that kind of like a mind fuck for me. I'm like, oh, just fake it till you make it. Like you'll get there someday. Well, when is someday arriving? Because this shit sucks. And yeah. like, I find myself like scrolling through Instagram, like looking at, you know, who's liked my story, who's seen my story, you know, how many followers do I have? Comparison, like, Physically not being able to get off the app because I'm like refreshing the page, looking for like the next sense of validation. And I'm like, okay, this has to stop. Like, this is not faking it till I make it. This just sucks. And so, kind of like owning those little day to day things that are no longer serving me, being like, this sucks and I have to stop doing these things, whether it's putting my validation in productivity or putting my validation in what I'm producing. I was on YouTube for such a long time and I just lived for the days that I posted a video because I knew that the comment section would be flooded with oh my gosh I love your outfit I love your whatever I love this vlog make more of this and I'm like yes like what else can I do to serve others so much to the point where I was not serving myself and I entered the social media space at such a young age when you're like 15 16 17 you don't I mean, and I'm not saying that I know much now anyway, or like <laughs> yeah. either, but, but when you're that young, like you're in such a prime age to just kind of latch on to whatever type of validation you can get. And so teaching myself that social media is going to make me more confident because I'm getting validation from people. Like that habit really never disintegrated itself the older I got. And so now I'm about to turn 23 next week. And I'm still sitting there on Instagram, like waiting for the likes. And I'm like, when the fuck is this going to end? It ends now. It ends now.
0: I know. It ends now. And I can relate so hard. I own my shit that I do the exact same thing too. Like, even last night, I was feeling anxious just because I I don't even know yet why I was feeling anxious. I think it was just like full moon energy coming in. Mm -hmm. And I literally was like, what could soothe me right now? And I was like, oh, I could check my reel and see the comments and see Mm -hmm. what people are liking. And that's kind of what it is. It's like a pacifier. Like, it's pacifying us, it's soothing us. When in reality, it's just like an illusion, it's an, an illusion of security an illusion of safety but it's also so important for us to know because I deal with it too like oh my shit all fucking day like I have to like put my phone away and be like don't check that shit don't touch that shit like focus on you literally we have to forgive ourselves you know because Mm. we can look at that and we can like judge ourselves and be like oh I'm comparing again like I'm looking for the validation but when we look at our brain like our brain is just trying to get that dopamine hit and that's what we've been trained to do since we were younger looking on social media and getting that instant gratification and instant validation. It's kind of like our brain constantly is wanting that dopamine hit. And I can forgive myself now because like I know that my brain is just trying to get dopamine and it's like an addictive pattern, you know, like do you feel like that addiction to the validation kind of? It was just Earth Day. So I want to talk about how we can make our clothing more conscious. And that brings us to a deal with literally my favorite sponsor, Woven. I absolutely love Woven because they are making sustainability sexy. They have cute swimwear and they have cute activewear and they're made out of recycled water bottles. And woven is a brand that is committed to putting earth first. Their objective is for their clothes and their brand to become a catalyst that helps start a bigger conversation about the environment. And for each sale, woven removes a pound of plastic from the ocean so that not only are they creating a second life for plastic, these water bottles, but they're also helping clean the oceans as well. And you know, I'm from Hawaii, so I absolutely love their mission. And I wanna give you such a a good deal. I literally wear my flare leggings from there every single day. And I know sustainability can kind of feel like, Oh, that's too expensive for me. But that is why I am going to bring you this amazing deal that you can use 20% off your entire order. No limits go wild 20% off your entire order. You're going to go to woventhreads.com, or it's going to be linked below. And you're going to use the code skinny dipping all lowercase to get Literally 20% off your entire order. Don't walk, run. You go buy something from Moven now to get 20% off and make your closet more sustainable and of course, more sexy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're anything like me, you may pour all your energy into other people, fixing those around you, helping other people that you love around you and you're pouring over there, over there and over there and you're forgetting to pour into yourself. I know I do it too. And that is why I have loved my journey through therapy because I feel like it takes the spotlight that I kept putting on everybody else around me to distract from my own accountability and my own problems and my own healing I needed to do. And I feel like it takes that spotlight and it turns it back around on me. Therapy has absolutely changed my life, but I don't feel like it's affordable or accessible for everyone. And that's why I love BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with your licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So find more balance between you giving to others and also you giving to yourself. You need to give to yourself more, babe, with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash skinny dipping today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash skinny dipping.
1: Do you feel like that addiction to the validation kind of? Oh, absolutely. We were both just in Vegas. We didn't see each other, which is crazy. We were at Vegas at the same time. And I got into a whole conversation with someone in the casino about slot machines and how social media is just like a slot machine and how people, I mean, gambling is an addiction and so is social media. You know, you pull down on a slot machine to see what you can get, you pull down on the refresh to see what you can get. And I love hearing you say, like, I can forgive myself because. My brain just wants what it wants, you know? Like, I think it's crazy. Like, I was in a, an, a separate conversation as well um, with my sister the other day, and she was like, I think people eventually are going to have to go to rehab for phone and social media addictions because it is an addiction totally
0: obviously we don't have the answers right now and i almost want to use this as a little like brainstorming session like what could you think of that could possibly begin to pacify or soothe that addictive part or that dopamine intake that we're looking for that isn't that instant gratification like how do we begin to move away from it i'm not saying like you haven't figured it out mm-hmm. or like that you know the answers but if we were like brainstorming some ways that we could begin to find that validation from within and almost like get that dopamine in a better way maybe because we want the dopamine some people get it from drugs some people get it from social media some people get it from working out some people get it from having semblance of control in certain situations or their relationships we're constantly looking for these dopamine fixations it's literally holding us fucking captive and imprisoned like that's how it feels for me personally and it's like what could you think of that we could begin to soothe that part of ourselves in a different way do you you have any
1: ideas so for me i've made a conscious decision to recognize when i'm going on the apps and i think that there are apps i need to look into this further but there are apps that will like block When you open Instagram and they will say, you've opened Instagram 10 times today. Are you sure you want to open it again? Because it's like a reflex. Like you pick up your phone and you scroll to where Instagram is and you just click on it. And you're like, oh, I didn't even realize I was going on Instagram. Like how weird is that? So I think like maybe rearranging your home screen and then also just recognizing too like I feel like the past couple days I had a major shift in my life a couple weeks ago and ever since then I've kind of been actively entering this healing rehealing. we're always healing so I don't even know what to call it type journey but just recognizing when I'm opening Instagram and making a conscious decision of like okay I'm going to open this app and I'm going on this app to Look at this person's account to prep for a podcast recording, just making it a very intentional experience rather than just scrolling to scroll mindlessly. Um, And I think just like going about my day to day life in a mindful way when i cook lunch i cook lunch this afternoon and i was super intentional with the music that i was listening to when i was prepping the food and i was super intentional with what i was doing when i was eating my lunch i wasn't scrolling my phone i was sitting outside on my balcony just enjoying my food i was alone i wasn't eating with anybody but i just you know was showing gratitude towards myself towards the food just being mindful being present with what I was doing and not being on my phone. So I think just being mindful in all areas of life in the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, which is the health coaching school that I went to, they talked about crowding out, you know, you don't necessarily want to get rid of all the bad stuff, but just do more of the good stuff. So I think same thing goes for the phone too. just do more of the good stuff.
0: I love that you put music on. I feel like that is like something that can not supplement the dopamine addiction, but like it can kind of create that background noise and like that sense of distraction that maybe we're craving. I feel like we crave a distraction from our pain. And also what I'm hearing you say is that there isn't a quick fix. And like, that's what I'm asking you for like maybe this like quick fix or like what you would recommend or, you know? And it's just like, there isn't a quick fix to getting rid of this dopamine addiction that we have it's really like a constant day-to-day commitment to intentional living that that like pisses me off a little bit i'm like where is my quick fix but it's not like like you're saying it's intentional and i really want to get into the experience that you've been having in the last couple weeks the new chapter of your life that you are entering the Honestly, emotional abuse that you have endured because I feel like so many people can relate to this. And if you're willing to talk about it, I know it's going to be hard, but I would love to open up this conversation because I think people are really going to relate to this.
1: Yeah, let's do it. Let's dive in. Okay let's get into it what this is skinny dipping so let's just get real raw naked and afraid i guess i don't know
0: (laughs) let's get naked and afraid no naked
1: and afraid it's a spin-off show yeah
0: no literally let's take our clothes off and like dive into the cold plunge please what has been happening for you in the last year it has to do
1: with your job right for people that don't know what's going on we haven't
0: really talked about this yet
1: No, I haven't talked about this and I don't think I'll talk about it on my own show. I think skinny dipping is the perfect place to do it. So I was in a job that just really wasn't working. It was a social media marketing job. The role itself was never really clearly defined. I am always going to be a team player. I am a very, very, very hard worker. I'm a people pleaser. I'm a perfectionist. If you tell me to do a job, I will do it and I will do it probably 10 times better than the way that you told me to do it because that's the type of person that I am. To take the words out, of one of my manager's mouths, if you leave, we'll have to replace you with about four or five other people because that's how hard you worked. So that was a huge, you know, just a testament to the hours and, you know, the elbow grease that I was putting into this role. But I think ultimately at the end of the day, a lot of parts and pieces were really just unaligned. I was definitely under some management that I don't think had the ability to see the best in me and direct me and lead me in ways that I needed and I was asking for things that they just couldn't provide. It was nine to five in an office, and I worked in a very, very creative role and I was doing all the social. I was about to start a video editing project. You know, There were talks of doing a podcast. There were talks of doing just all these very, very creative things. And when you're staring at a gray cubicle wall, that takes a major toll on you. And I got to a point where I was like, I can't look at this wall and continue to create. So I was asking for things that they just couldn't provide. There was a certain level of disrespect and just women not really supporting other women. I just got to a point where I was like, if I step through those doors again, I don't know what I'm gonna do I don't know who's gonna like get hit like there were so many times where I just thought about like standing up on like the staircase and be like does anyone else feel like a total piece of shit right now or is that just wow. me like am I the only person that feels like the Katy Perry song like, do you ever feel like a plastic bag drifting through the wind like my sister and I just joke I live with my sister and so she saw the worst of it and just me like coming home every day like crying because I'm like I, I can't or you know the breakdowns on my way out the door like I'm on the phone with my mom it's 9 4 I'm supposed to be there at and I'm like mom I can't go like I'm about to cry because I'm like thinking about how traumatic it was and it sucks because like, you have to work I'm like everyone has to work and I never wanted to be one of those people that was like I just can't work for other people because I want to be a hard worker I want to be able to and you
0: are a hard worker nothing thank l- you. you leaving the job does you. not negate that at all you are a very very hard worker
1: me feeling so bad about myself as a direct reflection of kind of what went on
0: Thank you for sharing that with me. I know it's really difficult for you. And I'm a direct believer that when something is coming up and it's like really challenging and really triggering, like it is triggering us because that part of us that is wounded within us, like something is trying to bubble up to the surface so that we can heal deeper. And- For somebody, like you said, who struggles with people pleasing and just really wanting to be liked and to be validated by others, to have somebody or people in your company daily just being like, this isn't good enough, you're not good enough, this isn't good, this is shit, and just like trying to make you feel like a piece of shit has nothing to do with you and your work. It's a direct projection of them trying to gain some illusion of control over their lives. That's what I really feel in this whole situation. Do you feel like you had to go through this because
1: you had to almost love yourself enough to walk away? Absolutely. And everybody in my life was like, don't quit. Like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do about health insurance? What are you going to do about this? What are you going to do about that? Like, don't quit. And I was like, I have to. If I spend another minute in this space, I don't know what I'm going to do. I kind of opened the episode and I said, this person that was staring back at me when I looked in the mirror, I didn't recognize her. I had a very like out of body experience. One morning I was really upset and I was getting ready. and I was doing my makeup. It's almost like a different version of me was on the other side of the mirror. I was like almost like a double angel situation. One side, it was believing the lies that I was being fed. And then the other version basically said, just leave. Show yourself how strong you can be. Show yourself a little bit of respect and just get the fuck out. And I did. I am
0: so proud of you.
1: And so I printed my letter of resignation on the accounting printer. I just walked back there, pulled it off, and I was like, hey, this is it.
0: I know that so many people listening right now can relate to this they're in a job they don't feel respected in or maybe a relationship they don't feel respected in or they just don't feel appreciated where they are and there's this version of themselves that believes the lies so they're like oh I should just stay like I'm a piece of shit anyway like everyone can relate to having that type of experience mm-hmm. and then there's this version of yourself like in the cracks like you see the light through the cracks and you're like no I fucking deserve more mm-hmm. than this like so if someone else feels in the similar position where they just don't feel like they're valued and the circumstances that they're in are making them really dislike themselves or dislike their lives like what advice would you give to the person especially if they're so scared to leave that behind like there's a sense of lack of safety or there's just like that uncertainty and that leap of faith that you have to take that you have now taken you're now like in that process of that leap of faith and that's really scary like
1: what would be the advice that you would give to somebody else if you were looking at it from the outside so I was getting ready one morning and I was listening to your show and you said something along the lines of your ego just wants to keep you safe. I was like, well, shit. Like, so you're not good enough. You need this. You have to stay because it's safe. Those were like the lies that I was being fed. And so if you're in the position that I was in, you know, six weeks ago and you're like, well, what the fuck else am I going to do? It's so normal and natural because I mean, really, what the fuck else are you going to do? I couldn't tell you. I have have no fucking clue. So that reaction is so natural and normal. What the fuck else am I gonna do? I don't know, but fuck around and find out. And I don't wanna give people horrible advice and be like, blow up your life and quit your job and just, you know, do things that are totally unreasonable because anyone who's making big strides and making changes, they're not taking the safe route. And I don't wanna give people bad advice and be like, go do things that aren't safe, but just know that on the other side, you're gonna be okay. You're gonna be okay no matter what.
0: Yeah. And you're going to figure it out.
1: You're going to figure it out, but you got to go to know.
0: Yeah. How do you know if you don't try? And like, also there's this illusion of safety. But then I look at like all the people, for example, at Twitter or Meta that got let go. And they had these super like, I'm putting up air quotes right now, guys, safe, corporate
1: jobs. No one's safe.
0: No, you're not safe no even safe. in your most like basic corporate job. So no, like no. might as well be unsafe and like Yeah live a life that you fucking love and like at least go for it. And I think anyone listening to the podcast now, like you guys aren't the type of people who want boring or basic. Like you're here because you want to up level. You're here because Absolutely. you want the best possible life for yourself. And you need to take that leap of faith. Like I left university and that was a huge leap of faith for me, like you're supposed to do all the things, right? we are supposed to go to school, get your degree, get a job. And I just knew since I literally stepped foot in university that like I was going to leave and not finish. Like I knew my friends were like, when I told them when I was leaving, they were like, we are not surprised. <laughs> like this whole time, like I always appreciated being there and like I was grateful, but I would always be like, well, I'm not gonna stay till I like, Graduate, <laughs> like i literally knew from the well, beginning and you
1: kind of just know in your gut when it's time to go there's that taylor swift song you just know when it's time to go thank god for quoting taylor swift <laughs> absolutely i have tons of those in my back pocket but like you just know in your gut when something's not working and you probably know in your gut like within the first couple minutes couple months i'm not saying like you know in a job but like even when it comes to meeting someone like you know probably within the first like five to ten minutes if you gel with that person or not so you know when it's time to leave a situation when it's no longer serving you when you start to overstay your welcome everything gets unaligned
0: and it's like almost you feel the resistance, like everything starts to yeah. work against you. But yeah, even though we're met with that resistance, we still think, oh, I can't leave this relationship or this job or this school or this situation because I don't know anything different, which makes sense. Like literally familiarity creates safety mm-hmm. from an evolutionary perspective. But that's why it's so important to dream and use your imagination and mentally rehearse the life that you want for yourself because as you get more familiar with it and you get more familiar with the possibility of leaving something or more familiar with the possibility of taking a leap of faith or trying something new like eventually your brain's gonna be like okay like that idea is a little less scary because it's a little bit more familiar but yet there's always going to be that leap of faith i took that leap of faith when i left university and it was like the scariest fucking thing ever but i was like i know like same thing for you it's just like i've overstayed my welcome it's time to go and what were those like signals and signs that you were seeing of resistance that made you see okay like it's time for a change like it's time for a transformation it's time for me to make a different choice because i think what happens is we're complacent with our life because it feels Mm -hmm. easier and when we don't make a choice, we get to almost self-sabotage and not take radical responsibility for our life. When taking that radical responsibility and be like, damn, I'm the only one that gets to live this life. And I'm the only one that gets to make these kinds of decisions. Like I have this ability to choose something different. That radical responsibility is very, very scary. But what were like the signs? So it's like other people are seeing the signs in their life and they're like, okay, these are signs that something needs to actually change, you know?
1: For me, it started like physical signs. So my body has always told me that something's wrong before I know it. During this job, I probably gained like 15 pounds. My body's always held on to stress and weight. That's also something that I don't typically touch on on the podcast because I have not always been the first person to love my body. And that's really hard. It showed up first in my body. And then I started to recognize my depression creep back in. And I was depressed all through college and had horrible anxiety. After like COVID happened, I lived at home for a while. Life is so good. Like I'm I'm healed from that. You know, I'm never going to struggle with mental illness again. Bullshit. That, that always comes up and creeps back up on you.
0: Healing is not linear.
1: No, no, no. And so now I think obviously I had to go through all of this to learn so much. And one huge takeaway is that depression and anxiety are things that I'm going to struggle with my entire life. It's not just going to go away. And it's something that I have to learn how to navigate. And I'm going to to go through peaks and valleys depending on what season of life who's in my life what's happening around me and so when I started to kind of recognize that feeling and I was like well shit I'm really 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 fucking sad and then too just like people in my life were like you're not okay you know my close friends my family like they were like you're not okay but yeah I think like just signs and signals my body my skin too I always struggle with acne so my skin was totally flaring up my digestion too everything in my body was just like fucked up and I just felt like so uncomfortable in my own skin and since leaving I've had like the best week that I've had in like over a year this week just because I got to focus on podcast stuff and it rocked I had this event on Wednesday and I put on this cute jumpsuit and I think if I had worn the jumpsuit like a month ago I would have been like oh I don't like the way my arms look but I put it on I was like I feel great like I'm so excited to go hug my podcast listeners and I just didn't care I was like just so happy to like record the live podcast and be with people that listen to the show and I just finally felt okay for the first time Long time that was crazy, but signs for me first always show up in my body. So, I think to someone who is just kind of going through any sort of tough time, if it's physically showing up or if people around you, obviously, it's never good to comment on anything physical on someone else, like that's never okay good rule of thumb is if they can't change it in five minutes, like lipstick in the teeth or like spinach in the teeth, like don't comment on it. But people in my life were just like, are you okay? Like just the energy that you put off, the vibe that you put off is just like off. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> no. <laughs> so You're like I actually um, am
0: not okay, which is always the first like The hardest part is always like admitting to yourself, you're like, fuck, I'm actually not okay and this is not fun and I need to change something.
1: Yeah, because I was faking it till I made it. That's what I was always told to do. Just fake it till you make it. You'll figure it out. When you started talking about like this last week,
0: I'm hearing this like relief. Like when you were talking about how good this last week has been and how you felt confident in your jumpsuit and your skin looks great from here, like honestly. like As you know, I believe that habits are the key to showing up for ourselves. When we show up to work out, to do our breath work, to do our meditation, we are writing a love letter to ourselves. We are telling ourselves, I love you and I'm going to show up for you. But in my busy life, I swear to God, I have a hard time staying on it with my meditations and my breath work and I can get almost like decision fatigue and overwhelmed for how many options there are out there and that's why I like to stick to one app and this podcast is sponsored by open this is my favorite app for meditation breath work sound baths pilates yoga and so much more they even have a new meditation run and I am absolutely obsessed if you're like me you have tried it all to try to stick to your habits and open just doesn't for me. It took me years to find a better way and now I'm going to pass it on to you and you're going to get to try open for free for literally an entire month. So wait one second. The open method is simple and it works. It combines breath work, meditation and fitness and they have a badass community of people doing it together, all committed to personal growth. Also, if you're in LA, they have an in real life studio for you to attend. Open is the one thing that I do every single day that just sets me up for success. And my only regret is not starting sooner. This app literally changed my life. So if you want to get on this daily routine and show up for yourself and show yourself that self-love, you can get 30 days, a whole 30 days for free. Yes, for free. No strings attached for open by visiting withopen.com open.com slash skinny dipping or it's going to be linked below. Again, that's 30 days for free by visiting withopen.com slash skinny dipping, or it's going to be linked below. And don't forget to check out the studio if you're in L.A.
1: I was talking to my sister this morning and we're always super candid with each other. She's an esthetician. So she does skincare stuff all the time and she's been helping me. And she just looked at me. She's like, your skin looks incredible. And I'm on my period right now too. So that's why I'm like, I'm extra emotional and it's the full moon, blah, blah, blah. So normally that would be a flare up for me. And I told her that. And she's like, it's the lack of stress that you have. You know, you've been able to take things off your plate and that's, physically showing in your body it's like i'm just sighing out this relief cortisol is the number one killer like
0: it literally causes inflammation in your body which hurts your gut hurts your skin and also down the line it can create chronic illness and literally cancer like literally being stressed is the worst thing ever for you and it's like how do we begin to tap into less stress in our life and like for me you want to like look at your circumstances obviously and like figure out where your circumstances can change because like life Can be circumstantial. And then on top of that, reevaluating your circumstances and then also literally doing things that you know like calm your nervous system, like movement, meditation, breath work, sauna, cold plunges, like whatever it is for you, like literally finding ways to calm your nervous system so that no matter what is going on in the outside, you can always try to find that neutral state and that peace. It is circumstantial and it's also within us. And for anyone listening who's like, how do I lower stress? Yes, look at your circumstances to literally stay committed to whatever helps you, like your meditation or your breath work or your movement, whatever helps you. And then the third thing is adding more play and fun and joy to your life. Like that is the biggest combatter of stress is play and fun and laughing with your friends and being in that inner child silly energy with those people that you can be in that space with. And I think those three pillars are the hugest things that I would say lower our cortisol, which is like so important because cortisol is hurting us so badly. And I was realizing like I was getting anxious and then I would get like angry as a cover up, and like kind of outburst and kind of like freak out at my boyfriend or my parents. And I was like, damn, like I am spewing out poison, but I'm the one drinking it. I don't know what that quote Mm. is, but there's like a quote, you know what I mean? Like I'm the problem, yeah. It's me. Yeah. Hi, I'm the problem. I'm the it's problem. Me. Yeah. <laughs> to quote Miss Taylor Swift <laughs> again, like, like you go off on someone, but it's like hurting you by like raising your stress and raising your cortisol levels, and that really changed it for me because I was like, wow, like I need to focus on lowering my cortisol. This needs to be my main priority. But I think for you, it's been a huge circumstantial thing, and you were in this job or this circumstance that was not serving you for a while, and now you're out of it, and now you're like, damn. I hear the relief in your voice. Like mm-hmm. having a week where you finally feel back to your authentic self is like so powerful after such a dark night of the soul and feeling like so low and finally coming back to home, you know, is there any guilt or blame? Like, are you mad at yourself for like staying in that for so long? Or, you know, are you just like, that's what I had to go through? Or are you still going through this period of like healing and forgiveness for yourself? Because when we don't show up for ourselves, I feel like it can show up in like shame and guilt and just being like, damn, why didn't I fucking just go sooner?
1: I forgive myself for not leaving sooner because I felt like I couldn't until I got to a point where I was like, you know what? Me leaving outweighs not knowing. Because um, obviously you want to lock in like another opportunity before you leave your current opportunity. That's like, the smart thing to do. That's probably the normal thing to do. But I've never done anything normal. <laughs> and my mom's always told me, like I also dropped out of college. And Before I dropped out of college, like, I thought that it'd be really cool to do, like, semester at sea, and I thought that it'd be really cool to do just, like, all these, like, different things in college. And I was like, but that's, like, not what my sororities or sisters are doing. That's not what, like, this person's doing. And my mom was always just like, Lily, you've never done anything normal. Everything that you've ever done in your life, like, since you were a kid, you've been dancing to the beat of your own drum since you came out of the womb. So I definitely forgive myself for not leaving sooner. I also forgive myself for not doing my little habits and my little things that make me feel good. Because I was... I was lucky to just like even get out of bed in the morning, you know, and like be able to like roll out of bed and like put my contacts in and brush my teeth and like get out the door. You know, I still try to like hit the gym because that was a good like de-stress strategy for me. But other than that, I was just like trying to make it through the day. That's all I could do, you know? That is the reality of depression and like people don't talk
0: Mm -hmm. about it enough. And girl, if you can like get up and like you live another day, like that is enough. And like, also it's just really a part of the journey. I really believe like us having our deep lows are the times that we like learn the most about ourselves and that is why we've like come into this human body to sign up to experience to learn to grow to evolve and that doesn't happen with things just being picture perfect all the time it comes from those intense shadow parts of ourselves that we need to look into and face and you know i have a best friend and she's kind of going through the same experience where she's wanted to you know leave a job for a year Oh, i would like you to give some advice to her because she's like i can't leave like i have no fuck it fund. i don't know how i'm gonna pay my rent if i leave like all this stuff like it's hard to just be like okay i'm gonna leave without this safe backing but i almost feel like the universe does this thing where it doesn't want to give you that safe backing for you to drop out and for you to leave that difficult position it's almost like begging you to like choose yourself and take that leap of faith and to trust into something greater that there is a greater plan for you and there is something really good around the corner i almost feel like for her and for you it sounds like like that safe exit wasn't coming up because that's not the lesson like the lesson isn't to like trade something safe for something safe like the lesson is you need to choose yourself at all fucking costs and now like you'll notice i bet like in the next couple months you're gonna have so many fucking opportunities come up and i'm sure you already have because you've allowed space for it in your life where there just wasn't space before and now that you've almost passed the test and proven that you're willing to take that leap of faith like you will be rewarded and then, like i know because like i've been in those positions multiple times where i was like there's nothing safe around the corner income's not reliable i would go months like having zero dollars income losing money and then I would have months with like 12k months or like 15k months and then I go another three months with making no money and it's just like that's kind of the reality if you're like want to live this
1: life. I mean it's called a leap of faith for a reason. I just remember you know another like bathroom floor moment. I just heard basically God just telling me like just wait just wait just wait just wait and then all of a sudden I heard him say okay go. The next week was when I, I put in my two weeks and I just kind of like felt this sense of just total peace and I I was like, I have so much faith that I'm going to be taken care of. I know that I'm going to be okay. Even though, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's not the safe route. I don't have another safe opportunity lined up, but I have faith. Is faith gonna, you know, pay my rent next month? In this case, yeah, sure. It is because that's that's what we're working with. Claim it.
0: Claim
1: it. Absolutely. Which some people might
0: listen and be like, that's woo woo. That's crazy. But like, but I don't, rents- don't
1: care because they are they don't have to pay my rent. This is up to me. So like, you know, facts, yeah. like, literally facts. When you have these, like, we'll call them like bathroom floor moments when you're just like, fuck, like I am like rock bottom or pretty damn close to it. And you just kind of get to this point where you're like, I have no other choice but to just have faith that this is just a sad, sad moment and we're going to get through it. But change has to happen. Something has to be different.
0: Yeah. And I think that's where people like get stuck. And I think the number one thing when you get stuck is you need to get curious first. You need to get curious what's working, what's not working. And then you need to reevaluate where you can take aligned action in your life because that's like literally the only way you're gonna move forward. You're only gonna move forward if you detox and let go of that part of your life and I think there's like that quote that a lot of people say where it's like you can't have like your new life until you let go of your old one Mm -hmm. so like how has that process in the last couple weeks been for you? Almost like grieving old versions of yourself. I just know
1: that feeling of being like damn that chapter's closed and I have no idea what's next. It's so weird because I had kind of this like huge like slew of change all happen at once. I had a couple friends that I was close with move away, you know, the whole job thing. I've had cool opportunities with the podcast all of a sudden. So it's kind of like all this change at once. So I'm in the process of kind of like working my way into a new friend group very much in the process of, of new work and um, i've had some cool opportunities like land in my inbox just in the past week because i've created space for these opportunities to arrive so you know whether you believe that or not you know i'm such a big believer in lucky girl syndrome and just being open and available to receive i think back to when i was apartment hunting we kept like missing out on these like crazy cool apartments and um i live in annapolis so they're all like really historic like townhomes and condos and all this stuff. And so you have to like act fast because they're like hot commodities. And my mom just kept saying, "Okay, well it's either this place that we're looking at today or it's something better." Like, that just keeps replaying in my head like it's either this or something better. And if this isn't working, Or if you're not getting this, something better is coming. I've definitely been kind of like overhauling my life in so many different areas because I've had no choice. Mm -hmm. It was like so much change at once. I'm not big on astrology, but I want to get more into it. But like, I don't know what's going on with like the planets and whatever the fuck is going on. But like things are shifting like crazy in the best way so I am like in the sense like grieving this old version of myself like my podcast description is like Lily's navigating a new career in a new city and all this stuff and I'm like well like even that has to change you know like rest in peace old Lily like you know that this is new me you know
0: going back to like what you
1: said about it's this
0: or something better and like rejection is always going to be protection for the redirection that you need and how have you begin to rewire your brain to embrace that lucky girl syndrome because I feel like it's easier said than done. Is there anything that you specifically do to kind of embrace that lucky girl syndrome energy?
1: I think if you just continually keep being open to new opportunities, looking for new opportunities, even just like sending up a little prayer and being like, you know what? I'm, I'm open to receive, you know, when you're in yoga class, they always tell you like, you know, palms up to receive palms down for more grounding. And I try to always go palms up. Let me see what else I can receive. And I think Gratitude practice too is is a huge component of Lucky Girl Syndrome because when you're grateful for what you already have, it's a lot easier to see that opportunities are everywhere. I write down gratitude every single day. I just write like one to ten or one to five, or if it, I'm like running late, I try to do like one to three. Like what am I grateful for? Okay, this morning it was I was looking out at my condo pool and I said, I'm grateful that the pool's gonna open soon. I'm grateful for my plants, I'm grateful for new friends. Um, I'm grateful for dreams coming true, and I'm grateful for long walks because I got to go for a long walk yesterday. You know, just just finding little things or big things yeah. or things that you're you're hopeful for. I'm grateful for this thing that might happen or it might not happen, but either way, I'm grateful for it.
0: Grateful for the opportunity for the possibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I love all the ones that you had because they're so specific to you, and that's something that Jay Shetty talked about in an episode a couple weeks ago. He was like, "It's not just about gratitude; it's about specific." gratitude you need to get specific like what are you actually grateful for because you could be like oh I'm grateful for like the sunshine or the plants but for you being like oh, I'm grateful that the pool is going to open soon. Like that's like in your heart somewhere like that is like just hit so deep when it's specific to you. And I think that's the best way to do gratitude and kind of going back. You've had this podcast, you know, you've been helping others through your experience, sharing what's working for you, sharing what's not working for you, sharing your life yet in the middle of maybe one of the lowest points that you've been in like how has that been showing up imperfectly even when you don't feel like it like sharing your heart when it feels almost like broken
1: it's been a struggle back in the fall actually i thought about kind of like throwing in the towel on the podcast and i was like i'm just not feeling it anymore like i'm just not seeing it grow i had a friend that was like no you work so hard for this like you're not just gonna give this up And I was like, no, like, I really need to pour time into, like, my job and, like, this, that, and the other thing. Like, the podcast is just so time-consuming. And they're like, no, 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 no. Like, no, what you're not going to do is that. You're going to continue to show up even if it sucks. And so they were like, promise me you're going to post. Just fucking post every week. It can be 10 minutes. Just post something. I was like, okay. Yes for friends holding us accountable absolutely we, like we love I would, friends like that yeah 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 I mean like I, I have people in my life that are like oh like yeah just like do whatever you want like, but guys like I need friends that are gonna help me on my shit
0: and not bullshit you and like pacify yeah. you like I love friends that they can call you out on your fucking shit and they can hold you accountable and like, I feel like for me it shows like when a friend does that to me that they just fucking believe in me and like that's what you need in that moment not someone to be like yeah do whatever you feel because feelings are lies sometimes and something's gonna tell you to quit and something's gonna tell you this isn't good enough it isn't going anywhere and it's like actually no that's just an illusion like that's a fucking lie made by the ego to try to self sabotage and protect and avoid and displace what you're actually thinking about to distract you from whatever's going on in your life and it's like you need friends that are going to be like no fucking i believe in you fucking do it just show up even if it sucks i love that we need more friends like that and we also need to be that friend to other people
1: Absolutely. I've learned so much about friendship in this season of my life, which is so crazy. Like, me being in this, like, rock bottom, I think I've learned so much about what it means to be a good friend by, A, people being really shitty friends to me during this really tough time for me. And be people being really, really, really incredible friends to me. That's helped me be a better friend. It was super cool that this friend was like, no, no, no. Like, you're going to keep doing the podcast. And then shortly after, I started to get a really cool opportunity. And then I hit one million downloads. Like, things just started to really take off. So within that six-month period, I, like, doubled my downloads and I hit one million. I think because I was showing up authentically, the most raw version of myself, people were attracted to that. And I don't think people really wanna hear the BS anymore. They don't really care. Like I watch the charts, not too frequently, but like the shows that are all like gossipy and like talk showy, they're entertaining, sure. But people want real, raw, authentic conversations. And I think for the first time in a long time, I was able to provide that because I was just being raked over the coals again and again and again. And so I could come to them mic and speak about real shit and you do the same exact thing and I think that that's why people are attracted to shows like ours because we actually bring authentic conversation to the table which I don't think a lot of people do
0: I'm like getting emotional (laughs) yeah no I relate to that in so much where it's like I don't think people understand as a podcaster like how difficult it is to show up when you don't feel like it and how hard it is to wear your heart on your sleeve and put yourself out there emotionally you know I do sometimes and then other times I definitely hide behind my education and my knowledge which I like love providing like actionable resources and like the science behind things and I like that I have that knowledge but sometimes I feel like it's a little bit of a distraction for the vulnerability part oh, absolutely and the episodes that I've been the most vulnerable are the ones that fucking make me hit the charts that I'm getting message after message being like you don't understand how much I needed to hear that there is such power and vulnerability and authenticity and you're right it's what people want want for people to show up as they are and it's so different than what we grew up being taught and what was you know quote unquote like cool back in the day now it's like actually cool to like be yourself and to show up even when you don't feel a hundred percent and how
1: freaking cool is that thank god thank god we can finally be ourselves long gone are the days that you have to show up like perfectly polished and people just want real candid conversations I think it's refreshing for people to just be like, "Oh, I'm allowed to focus on myself. I don't have to focus on pop culture. I don't have to watch the obviously be informed, but you don't have to constantly be absorbed with the news. Yeah. You're allowed to go in and, you know, work on yourself. It's almost like a distraction. If you're putting on like chatty podcasts and they're talking about like their favorite lip gloss, that's like, yeah, fun to, you know, know like this season's color, but like is it really fueling you? And it's also like what are you avoiding?
0: Like when I start to become more surface level and I start to avoid- avoid my emotions you know which we all do as a form of protection I just literally ask myself what the fuck am i avoiding like what am i avoiding right now how can i actually face it because like you said in the beginning when we like started to talk about like the lack of confidence and like what the pattern is that you're experiencing and the healing that needs to be done for you and that's coming up for you right now you're like it feels good it feels like a weight's lifted off of me to say it and that's because when you own it it no longer owns you and the more mm-hmm. that we hide from it and the more that we hide from our truth and like what we're actually feeling the more that shame owns us and the guilt owns us and when we can just like say it and own it and just be like god damn i'm dealing with some major shit right now and i'm not okay like it takes that weight off and we feel like we don't have to be so secretive because i think a lot of us have been taught like fake it till you make it smile like everything's fine it's just so freeing i just think it's the most Fucking freeing feeling to just be exactly who you are, and you've done that so beautifully. And and I feel like it's given you success, and I feel like that is what people need to hear. Like, when you're authentic, when you're vulnerable, when you're showing up, even broken or imperfect, like that is going to lead you to the most success because people are going to understand you and hear you. And when you're speaking your truth, That is so powerful and that actually will bring you success. I'm like, everyone has said to us, everyone's like, nah, 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 nah. Keep that out of the workplace. And it's like,
1: no, no more. Like it's changing. I could not agree with that more. Something that I will never, ever forget. One time I was told that I was a little bit too emotional, that we needed to just take emotions out of the situation. I definitely think there are certain times in business where, you know, you just have to make decisions and there's a time and place for emotions, but to be told that you're too emotional that is like knife to the heart because I am an emotional person. I kind of put up this wall between like me and my feelings because I'm like, oh, well shit, I'm not allowed to have emotions. Like I just have to keep it together. Like, let me just put my blazer on and like shut the fuck up and just be okay. Like I'm okay. I'm fine. And I feel like just this past week I've been able to fully live in my feminine energy. I've been surrounded by more girls this week than I think I have in like months and part of that was because like the podcast event and like my mom was here for a little bit and it was just like i've just been girl power all week and i've never felt better
0: i literally love that because it's like the emotions are so feminine like that is us in our truth not just based off of gender or anything like literally anyone can embody that feeling of stepping into their feminine energy and embracing their emotions and embracing their flow and authenticity i just love that It has made you feel better. It feels good to feel good. And it's like when we block our emotions and when we like compact them, that's when we get stuck. My therapist always says like if you're repressing your emotions, repression leads to depression. And when we don't Mm -hmm. feel our feelings and we're not feeling to heal and letting them come up and like acknowledging them and accepting them and allowing them to be what they need to be and heal what happens is we do become depressed the emotion which is just energy in motion becomes stagnant and becomes stuck and that leads to this unfulfillment and emptiness with us so it's like feel your fucking feelings (laughs) like thank god like i rather feel something than nothing at all you were like yeah i would be like i'm fine like put on my blazer fuck it i'm fine and it's like the question that i would ask to like our audience right now is like do you want to be fine or like do you want life to be awesome (laughs) like yeah because if you want it to be awesome like you have to be willing to experience that low. If you just want fine and you just want neutral and you just want that boring, like basic life, like I understand, like it's the safer way, like you feel protected in that moment, but do you want to be fine or do you want to be great? Like do you want to be fine or do you want to be fucking amazing? Like do you want to be fine or do you want to literally live a life that you can't wait to wake up to every single day? And like by repressing and like avoiding the hard things, we're also avoiding the really good things. And that's what I realized in my journey too. Like I've it been there too where too I was bad like i did not know how to feel difficult emotions and how do you actually feel to heal like how do you feel your emotions like cause i feel like we talk about it in theory like feel your feelings feel your emotions and like it's really important to you but like How do you do that when you've never done that before? You don't
1: know how. Yeah, yeah. So no, therapy is big for me. I always think I'm going to therapy like after my lowest of lows and I'm like, I just need to stay in it. I 100% agree. Like I think
0: therapy for me isn't about saving you. Like it's not about saving you. Also your habits like meditation, movement, breath Mm -hmm. work for me. Those aren't about saving me in the moments that I feel really low. It's about the preventative care, like showing up to therapy every single week is preventative care. So you don't have to hit that low anymore. Like you don't have to hit rock bottom to come up. Like you can catch yourself at the bottom and slingshot back up. Like you don't have to hit rock bottom to realize like you need help and support. That's just my take on that.
1: No, I totally agree. I saw this little graphic the other day on Pinterest and it was like a battery and it was like green on one side and like yellow in the middle and like red on the other. And it was like, ask for help here. And it was, pointing to like the middle one And then it's like, rather than here, it's like the red one. So it's just like, I don't know if that's kind of like a helpful visual for people, but I totally agree. It's preventative. I think when you get to a point where we talked about earlier, you know, I like stopped doing my healthy habits and I started noticing physical signs of stress reaction in my body. I recognize the red flags, but I didn't take action on them. I definitely forgive myself for not taking action, but at the same time, like kicking myself because I'm like, I didn't like let myself start to heal before it was almost too late. Anyway, crying is also another big thing. I was on the phone with a friend last night and he was like, you've been really emotional lately and that wasn't like a guy being like oh like you're emotional he was actually like oh like you've just really been like in touch with your feelings like this is kind of like out of the norm for you and he was like happy for me he was like you know I'm, I'm glad that you're like feeling your feelings so that was kind of cute but you know being able to cry and being like you know what I'm not okay today like let me just shed a tear like letting yourself feel all the feelings and yeah I agree crying is so
0: powerful and actually crying like releases dopamine which I don't think people realize like it literally makes you happier to cry cry like it's well, such a paradox
1: yeah and like you know after a really good cry and you're like oh, i just needed a good cry my sister and i we talk about the period cry during your period you feel like you want to just like rearrange your whole life so i don't know if you have this experience of just like you've got one cry during the period and it's just the best freaking cry ever and then afterwards you're like Oh, i just needed that totally like you kind of gotta let yourself fall apart for a second and i
0: like to look at the emotional guidance system and it's kind of like this scale and anyone can google it right now but it's like how do you look at the emotional guidance system and depression and that stuckness is going to be like that lowest vibration and it's like how do you get to you know joy you can't just like go from this depression to this like high vibration of joy and gratitude you have to move through the emotional guidance system and what you can do is like first you get unstuck and you get curious and then you move from the depression to stop suppressing your feelings and then you get really fucking sad And then you're gonna feel your feelings and it's gonna feel like you're dying and then it's painful Especially if you're grieving heartbreak or somebody in your life dying like that literally hurts your heart Like it literally physically hurts and then how do you move up from there? Like next one I think is like anger you go through the phases of grief, you know Like it's like denial and then like anger or I forget which like order it is in the emotional guidance system But you have to move up like and get to that sad point and feel your feelings and then you can kind of move up to like maybe getting pissed off and then you kind of like start to move to the easier emotions like you start to feel more neutral more peace and then you can start having like fun and play and eventually like you get up to that high vibration of joy and gratitude that feels so good and when you're in that space like you literally can do anything and attract anything but it's about feeling all those feelings to move up the scale and up the system it's so accurate like last week like I felt so low I was just like chemically depleted for my period like just thinking my life was falling apart part but I was just so stuck and suppressing my emotions and like honestly feeling depressed which I like don't usually feel and I was like damn like I can't believe people feel like this so often like I feel so stuck so empty so unfulfilled like I didn't even feel sad I was like okay (laughs) to be quite candid I was like I don't think I can get up without a bong rip (laughs) and I just like smoke weed to like help me emotionally sometimes which I never smoke in the mornings like it's a nighttime smoke before bed to help me go to sleep but I was like I'm so empty that I like think I need this to function throughout my day because I need something. And I thought it would put me in a silly, goofy mood and I would start to like get kind of like giddy. Like when I get high, I get kind of silly, goofy mood. And I took the hit. I sat in my backyard. I got off a call with someone and I literally... Bald my eyes out. I thought that I was going to be able to go from this stuck place to feeling kind of some semblance of giddiness or just like silliness, you know, from the drugs, from the marijuana, because <laughs> that helps me in the past. But no, I had to go through that point of sadness first and I sobbed for a good five minutes and then I felt my feelings and then I felt so much better. And it's like, you don't need drugs to do this. I'm not saying that at all, but it's literally like you have to pass through that. Like if you're repressing everything, like you have to to pass through the sadness and feel the pain. And that was such an eye opener for me. I couldn't pass it. Like I couldn't pass It, it
1: didn't matter what I took. It wasn't going to do it. I had to feel through it. So what do you think triggered that for you? Was it the call? Do you think that it was just like, you know, it finally hit you kind of thing?
0: It was the call.
1: It was with my boyfriend and I was so low and I was like, why didn't you call me
0: this morning? Like I texted mm. you. I told you that I was feeling super low again. Like, why didn't you call me? And he called me and he's kind of like, Kayla, like, I love you so much, like, I really doing something right now and I just don't know what to say to make you feel better and Mm -hmm. first of all that's never what you should say to somebody when they're not feeling better like you should at least try like we talked about it and he like apologized for that and I wasn't even mad at him like usually I would kind of be defensive but I didn't have it in me to be angry like I felt low low no energy during the conversation I just realized like no one is coming to save me Mm -hmm. and that realization of radical responsibility for your feelings and your emotions and how you show up in the world is so fucking painful because I just like wanted to be a baby I just wanted someone to take care of me and soothe me when we're on that call I was like damn this man loves me but he can't save me nothing that he could say could save me right now there's nothing that he could say to soothe me and that's why I broke down sobbing because I realized no one was coming to save me but myself which is like such a painful feeling yet so empowering at the same time so it was the call that triggered it I think I needed to have that deep, like painful realization that like I am the one responsible for the life that I live. And if I want to like step out of it, it's my choice how I want to move forward. And no one is coming to save me but myself. I don't know if you felt that before, but that is like some deep pain when you realize no one can make you feel better but yourself.
1: A hundred percent so was the cry like the pivotal moment for you was that when you were like switch has been flipped like I gotta work
0: it was actually a couple days later so that was the day that I felt my feelings and then I kind of continued to really feel my feelings and like be in that sadness for like two days that was on a Friday and then on Sunday I went on this really long walk like I had so much to do that day I had a workshop that I was hosting on my community I had a family photo shoot that I was doing for somebody I had a full-on work day that I had planned and I canceled everything I got up canceled everything I was like I still am not ready to show up and so I took myself on this really long walk I stayed there for like three hours just like walking and thinking and sitting and listening to my music and just like contemplating life that morning I had like an energy clearing session over a call with my psychic medium she always helps me get back on track and then during that walk I just like began to feel better because I was just giving myself some space and air time to like think and to contemplate and emotionally process what was going on and walking is so powerful because we create that bilateral stimulation which leads to both hemispheres of our brains communicating the creative and the analytical side which results in us finding better ways to process and like more creative solutions to what we're trying to process in our brain walking literally helps you like it literally helps your brain process your emotions so That was the day that it shifted for me. So I think it took some time, but that day was a really good day. I still started out really sad, but I ended it feeling like, wow, like I'm ready to step into this week. I'm ready to let this part of me go right now. I'm ready to like forgive myself and to move on. And there's no timeline to it. There's no magic potion. There's no quick fix like we were talking about in the beginning. It was just like time. And I just spent time with myself. I gave myself major grace, cried a lot,
1: moved my body and eventually it passed. I love it. I think we're like one in the same because that's just such a similar process to me anytime I'm feeling emotional or in a funk, we'll call it. It's definitely the crying and then it's like, okay, what little habits can I do to make this better? Whether it's a walk or a meditation session or a call with a friend or just... I don't know, there's so many little things that we can do to make ourselves feel better, but it just takes time, you know? And you can't put, like, a time stamp on it, like, okay, by Friday, I'm gonna feel good again. Like, it doesn't work that way. Totally. It never works that way.
0: It doesn't work that way, but I will say something that I do when I'm feeling really in a funk is I I don't force myself to get back on, but I check in and I just ask myself intuitively, like, how long do I need to be in this? That's a question Mm -hmm. my therapist asked me and that I ask myself. And, like, whatever intuitively comes through in that moment I knew, like I knew I wanted to feel better by the weekend. I knew I wanted to see my friends, but I knew intuitively, like when I asked myself the week before, how long do I need to be in this? And my intuition said a week. And that was like Monday to Monday was when I started to finally feel like myself again, Also, with that being said, chemicals, hormones, being a woman with the period, like, I don't know, there's just so much that goes into it. But even though I never like give myself an exact date, I think almost setting an intuitive intention to be like, how long do I need to be in this? How long do I need to be in like victim mode and victim mindset is really powerful because I notice like when I do that, I do end up moving through it whenever I kind of said that helps me know that it's not going to last forever, too.
1: That's such a good reminder. I love that. Yeah. I'm going to do that next time. Like, how long do I need to be in this? I, I like that this it. turned into it. a
0: therapy session for me. I'm like, girl, you on my podcast. <laughs> this was your yeah.
1: therapy. No, I'm kidding. is no. yeah. um, flipping the switch without even letting you know. Yeah. I was like, yeah.
0: wow, no. But I love it because that I feel like that was supposed to come up for sure. And it's something that everyone can relate to. Like, getting out of a funk, yeah. you know, is so difficult. So, you know, we talked about a lot of things today. I'm just kind of wondering, like, we talked about your experience that you're not even going to share on your podcast. Like, this is an exclusive lily Skinny tea, dipping exclusive, and so many people can relate to that leap of faith and, you know, to showing up even when you don't feel like it and knowing that something good is on the other side even when you can't see it yet, you know? So what do you feel like your biggest takeaway is from our therapy session,
1: <laughs> from our conversation? Oh my gosh. I mean, I honestly, I can't wait to listen back because... I'm probably going to pick out little things that maybe I didn't catch the first time around. My biggest takeaway though is probably just, it's almost like reassurance that the things that I'm doing are leading me down the right path. And you told me this yesterday on the phone, but you were like, there's just so much potential for you in your show. And these are things that I haven't been telling myself, you know, or I haven't heard from the people who I, I value their opinion the most and they weren't telling me these things. This has been such a transformative week for me. Like I mentioned, I had a live podcast event and I had so many friends that showed up for me and listeners that showed up for me and my co-host Veronica as well. It was just so cool to see and hear people in my life that were like, oh, like you can do this. And I had calls with, you know, potential guests for my show and, and everyone was like, I just love your show. And just hearing that, like, almost like reassurance that it's like, okay, like, you know, you've got something good going on, like, just keep going. Like, it's okay to, to not necessarily know which direction you're moving in, but just keep moving. The biggest takeaway is probably just like the reassurance that I'm headed in the right direction. And also just knowing that my story can help other people too. I want so badly to be the best version of myself and then have sort of a domino effect and help other people be the best versions of themselves. And so even though I'm just kind of showing up as the version of myself today, maybe not my best version, but that has the potential to help someone out there somewhere who needs to hear something that I said today.
0: I think it almost can help more like you could show up as an expert, but I just don't think it hits in the same way. I don't think people relate in the same way. And to know that you're also going through it is just so powerful. And I think it's more helpful than showing up perfect, you know, showing up imperfect is exactly what both of us have like, come here to do is show people like okay like you can still be learning and growing and evolving and you can still like love yourself through the change you know you don't have to like hate yourself until you're perfect it's about accepting yourself at every single phase at every single era of your journey you know and i just think you're doing that so beautifully and where can everyone find you and your podcast and all your things so that they can listen to your beautiful vulnerability and authenticity where can we find you
1: You can find me on Instagram at lilyrayco, L-I-L-Y-R-A-K-O-W. You can also listen to my podcast. It's called 8020 and it's on Spotify. It's on Apple. It's on all the other podcast platforms. And I have a website. It's currently under construction, but it's just lilyricoh.com. That will have some really cool content coming very, very soon. I'm going to do some ebooks. I'm going to put the cookbook. Yeah, I I wrote a cookbook like a year ago, which we even touched on that. No, but yeah, I wrote it with my mom. It was just a fun little project that we kind of did over lockdown and I put out last year. So that'll be available again soon. So be on the lookout for that. But yeah, Instagram is probably the best place to find me. And then 8020 is obviously my podcast. If you liked anything that I said today, you might enjoy my podcast.
0: Yes. Literally stream the fucking podcast. 8020 is so good. So many people can agree. You're absolutely killing it. Everything will be linked below.
1: And I'm just so grateful for you stripping down and diving in with us today. Thank you so much for prompting me and having me. And I just had the best combos. So thank
0: Thanks you. for being vulnerable, dude. I know it wasn't easy. I really know. I like felt I was like, oh gosh, like is she okay to go down this road? And I just really appreciate you being vulnerable. I think it's what I needed. I really, really appreciate you. Thank you for coming on. Bye. warmer sunnier days are calling so fuel up with them with Factors no prep no mess meals if you are like me sometimes you can forget to feed yourself when you're super busy and that's why i love Factor. Factor's fresh never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes so no matter how busy you are you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious and great tasting meals Win win. That's code Skinny50 at factormeals.com skinny fifty to get fifty percent off your first box plus twenty percent off your next month while your subscription is active. Go check it out. It'll make your life so effortless and nutritious.
2: As the weather is getting warmer, it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I've wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul, and I don't want to spend a fortune. Get warm weather ready with Kints. Go to kintz.com slash skinny dipping for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash skinny dipping to get free shipping and 365 day returns. kintz.com slash skinny dipping.